Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys, today I am all the way in Utah, and I have my amazing guest joining today, Liz. And I'm so excited for her to share her journey or experience with us. But before we get into the episode for today, there's one thing I wanted to share. And it's that you have to be the light that shines bright for others to see. And I think many times as we go through life, we're going to have so many blockage, obstacles, so many problems that are going to come that we're going to feel so overwhelmed and feel like, you know what, I don't think I can be the light in this place or this area of my life. But it's so funny how when we put ourselves out there with no expectations, how much others are looking at us like, wait, if you could do it, so can I. And so I want to remind you that you are the light in the darkest place. So shine that light as you go throughout the day, as you go throughout the week. But today is not the episode for me only. So our guest today, I Liz, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me on, Anna Kay. Thanks for joining. I'm so happy that you have finally made it onto the podcast and we're here to talk and to, you know, share more about your business where you're going to share more about your business and i'm going to soak it in and i know the audience are going to soak it in as well so we're going to start off with liz and why did you decide to first of all start a business go into the whole dynamic of this business world that has so many obstacles (laughs) absolutely so how far back do we want to go I think, <laughs> I mean, we'll just go back there real, real quick. We'll go there real quick to the very beginning, yeah. but I was the oldest of a homeschool family. So there's four of us girls. And when I was five years old, I went and picked all the baby pumpkins in my mom's garden and I went and sold them door to door. Wow. I don't know how I knew how to do this. I just know that I wanted to make money. Um, I didn't want to just wear hand-me-downs and hand-me-down toys and all that. I wanted my own stuff. And I knew that I had to work at five years old. <laughs> that was my first first little business. And then I had different side hustles all the years growing up. And I'm thankful that I had a mom that like let me do my side hustles. Some parents I talk to, they're like, what do I do with my child? They just keep wanting to make money and money, the root of all evil. Like, what do I do? Like, this isn't good. And I'm like, you just need to know how to work with them. They're creative. They're ambitious. Like, you know, let them see how it goes. You can reel them in, but I'm thankful my mom let me sell some stuff as a child. (laughs) You know what? As you talk about that and, you know, letting the child grow and you being involved with them, it shows somewhat of a dynamic flow of who they're going to be when they grow up. So sometimes you can see that spark from 
the little us as five, as you said, you know, you were selling. Uh, who was thinking about that at five? I was outside playing. I was like, what was I doing at five? Like playing with my dolls. <laughs> <laughs> right. You should. I think you should be playing with your dolls at five years old. Um, yeah, I wish there's so many questions that I would like love to ask my mom. Um, she's passed two years, almost two years ago. And like now um, we don't have children yet. And I'm like, oh, I just want to ask so many questions, but I just have to rely on my memories <laughs> for now. But um, yeah, but then I, I got into the fitness industry. That's what I went to college for. And I thought, you know, I'm going to become a dietitian. I'm a personal trainer already. I'm going to become a dietitian, you know, but to become a dietitian, you have to go to school. You need masters. You need to do an internship. You have to do all this schooling. And I knew I wanted to have my own business and I decided to not do two more years of free pay for college plus work for two years for free and kind of pay for it for internships. So I pulled out, so I got two degrees, but stopped. And then I started my own business and I moved to California in 2009. I became a fitness influencer and went down that route of online marketing and courses and all the online stuff that is just normal for really any business these days. But back then it wasn't normal. That was not what people were doing. I learned at the beginning, made a ton of mistakes. And then I met my husband. He also had multiple brick and mortar businesses. And when we got married, I'm like, my dream is to work with my spouse, like other relationships I had that wasn't their dream. And I just like, that's not going to work out. Like I want to work with my spouse. I don't want us to build two separate businesses and be apart from each other all the time. Like I want us to work together, which is really hard. We figured it out though. <laughs> and I'm thankful that that dream came true. So we've been working together for seven years now doing, you're wondering what, what does this lady do? I haven't even what, shared what yet. <laughs> what, what do we do? We do marketing for local businesses. So they have a physical location. And, um, that's what we specialize in, but I love, you know, jumping on podcasts or just sharing and helping any small business owners, because there's local strategies that you can apply, whether you work with clients locally or just online, there's things you can do to, um, connect with people in your local area, the city that you live in. Yeah. It's that mesh that just combine both of them. Um, so, you know, you talked about working with your spouse. We're going to get into that because, of course, that is very much a tedious thing right there. You know, it's it's a lot of patience, of course, time management, <laughs> you know, accountability for uh, that. That is uh, 100% right there. So if you could pretend, if we can think about it's a time machine, we're going back in time, um, what would you do in your earlier years? Is there something that you would change? Is there something that you wouldn't change? And why would that be? So in my earlier years, I can remember I was 24, so I'm 36 now. So a little over 10 years ago, I was 24. I just moved to California and I hired a coach mm -hmm. for $25,000. I know you guys are like, what the heck? Who has that money? I did not have that money. That was credit cards. That was a loan. 
And I really, I really believed in the promise and the guarantee of this program that I was going to make six figures by investing this money. And I, I was naive. I wish looking back to invest that much money, I wish I would have found an agency to do done for you services for me to actually do the work. But I even say, do that now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hire, like recently been looking to hire an email marketing company. I'm like, I'm good at what I do. I'm a good copywriter, but I want someone else to analyze my stuff. Exactly. Even now I'm like interviewing and I still go back to, oh, let me download this book. I downloaded an audible book today on out inbound email marketing, all this stuff. And I'll, and I'm like, okay, I'm going back. It's just, I think that's how I am. I was like, okay, let me hire the coach. Let me buy the course and let me do the thing. But that takes a lot of time. You end up spending a lot of money when, if you found the right agency, which you can't trust all of them. And could I have made that decision to hire the one right one back then? I don't know, but I do wish, I wish I would have spent all that money mm -hmm. on hiring the right company. If you know what the right company is, because I think it could have catapulted me forward a lot more. I could have made money a lot quicker. And um, I don't think you have to figure it out or know how to do it all on your own. That's so true. I, I like how you said that. Sometimes we have to work, you know, we have to be efficient in our time, um, in our day, because as you said, a lot of people were dragged into it. I, I look back on my journey of how many money I have given into network marketing, thinking I'm going to be a six-figure person by now. Of course, we have all been there. <laughs> I did network all... marketing also. We could have <laughs> went back further to that. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of money there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we we buy the products, we sell, we 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 invite people over. Hey, come, you know. I mean, it teaches you so much, and um, I would definitely say it's something that if you've gone through it, you know what to do, what not to do, and you know the process that you need to take. And it's not every single network marketing we're talking about that really isn't good for you because you do have some that are really good that gets you to the place that you want to go to but sometimes not everything is meant for you and you just have to take whatever you get from it and go just learn and go so Absolutely. you know exactly you know we are propelled into this work life centered around a full day of labor we wake up early, uh, we go to bed late, and especially as um, business owners, you're up super early and you're in bed late because you're answering emails, and especially if you do it on the side, so you work your nine to five and you have that side hustle, you're going to bed late. Um, if you could make a decision on the hours a person should work in a day, <laughs> what would you change it to? And do you agree with that new European um, government change or that decision that they made to have a four day work week? Let's hear it. Wow, wow. I mean, it's summertime right here now in the US. Mm -hmm. So the days are long, I mean, 5 a.m the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, Exactly. eight o'clock at night, the sun is still up. And mm -hmm. so we find ourselves, even though we try, when I say we, it's my husband and I, we work from home. Our staff all works from home. We're not going to an office, but like we, we have staff that's staying up late, sending us messages, 10, 11 o'clock at night on the weekends, everything. So lately I've like, okay, we need to reel in our staff 
and go back to our boundaries. Like everyone I think should be taking the weekends. Mm -hmm. So as for a three day weekend, I mean, that sounds great. I was just interviewed on a podcast that talks about three day weekends. And, um, I think that's amazing. We have never done a three day, but I do have a lot of friends that have been adopting this in the U S they pay a salary, a four day a week salary to their employees and everyone gets their work done in those four days. We have been discussing this the past two weeks on, should we roll this out at our company? My husband loves it. He's like, I think this sounds great. We haven't done it yet. I think it, the idea sounds great, but yeah. I think we're so used to the sun shining and we just stop working when the sun, sun stops shining. It's like, it's hard. So I, yeah, do I agree with it? I think in our world of when you're an online business owner and if you can work efficiently and get your job done there, I think go for it. I, a lot of times, like we don't get paid hourly for the work we do. We, it's per project. So mm-hmm. we train all of our staff. Um, I want, I mean, not everyone gets paid per project. Most of our staff is are like Hardly. getting paid hourly, yeah. you know, but I try to sometimes teach them like, you know, I want to pay you more money if I pay for this project. And if you can get it done more efficiently, that's even better. So that's, I think more of the entrepreneur mindset versus employee and make a dollar amount per hour is I could work more efficiently. And I did the same thing when I was homeschooled when I was a kid, my sisters would take forever to do all their homework and their lessons. And so they, my mom was constantly fighting with them to finish their schoolwork. Well, I learned I can get all my lessons done in two or three hours and then I can do whatever I want the rest of the day. So I've taken that in my whole entire life, everything I do. So when I'm leading my team, I'm trying to teach them that as well. A lot of them do like the hourly. They like, they like that stuff. Um, so to get it done in less hours, I, I like that. Like I have friends that do have social media companies and they pay their, all their employees get paid the same amount, $50,000. They're here in the U S they do social media marketing and they only work four days a week. She doesn't even track their hours or anything. I'm like hashtag goals. Like that is a lot of trust. I and know. I'm in this mastermind and everyone else is just like, whoa, that's not what we do. Like how no one tracks their hours. Are you sure they're doing exactly, work? Right? It's really scary. So I don't know. Things are changing here in the US. I, I like to see that because working 80 hours a week, like my sister and her husband that are doctors, like I think that's um that's not healthy. That's dangerous. I mean, I don't want to see a doctor that worked 80 hours a week and is doing surgery on me. That sounds scary. So (laughs) funny that there's so many of them that are doing it. So many. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I would go for the four day. I would go for the four day. So, you know, let us know if you're listening to the podcast, share, let us know what you think. Okay. Would you want that four day or would you prefer that five? What do you think? I think majority of us are going to say the four because we like our weekends. (laughs) Um, Would you take off a Friday or would you take off a Monday? Hmm. Okay, so I got to think about that because sometimes <laughs> I like that Monday off and then sometimes I like that Friday off. It's, it's, it's so weird. I don't know. Some flexibility. That's yes, all good. Yes. I like that. Or if it could be that you could choose between whether you want to come in on or interchange. So every other week. You okay. can be like, so no 
meetings on Fridays or Mondays. Exactly. No company-wide meetings. I like that idea. That sounds great. So you have some flexibility. No, no Wednesdays trying to kill us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you work with your husband. We're going to talk about that. Um, I know it's, I mean, it's your husband. Um, It's your partner, but they can be annoying. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So share with us your work-life balance. How do you guys make decisions together? Is it... Do you guys even stop, you know, like, do you take a break from work? Are you taking it into, I mean, you guys work from home, so we can't say, are you taking it into the home because you're at home, but where do you cut it off? Where do you say, hey, we're not talking about work. Work is over. Yeah, that's, that was tough. We've been married for 11 years, working together for seven years. Like we uh, have had to have strict boundaries. And when we gone to counseling, which I think is so important if you're working with your spouse, we did counseling even when things are really good. We've of seven years, we've had a counselor for six years (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't bad the whole entire time. It just makes a big difference. Just learning how to keep dating, how to communicate well. Um, our counselors are like, I wish everyone was like you. Like most people come when there's just problems, but we're, we just want to have a great relationship and a great business. It's a dual relationship and it's really hard whether you work with a spouse or a parent or a child. Um, it's, it's challenging and yeah, boundaries. We have two separate offices is one really big deal that makes a difference. I have a closed door here. So this is my office and um, that makes a big difference. We, I cannot work in an open workspace or I need it totally quiet. No music, just quiet. We both have our own way of working. And um, another thing that makes a big difference is having clear roles. I'm in charge of sales and marketing for our company. That's my main role. And so I oversee our team around those areas. Then my husband, he is doing fulfillment and finances, overseeing our team that fulfills on everything we sell. And some things overlap. Like I lately, I guess the past year have been getting everything prepared for like our weekly financial meeting. We have a CPA, we have bookkeeper, we have all that, but I like to check in on a weekly basis if we're staying in line for our budget. And since we work together, we look at personal finances and business finances. We look at both of them on a weekly basis. And I like profit first. Mike would not. Um, exactly. He says do it twice per month. We do it four times just because it's easier. It's less work for me. But that's something that's really, really important for us to do every single Friday. And Robert used to be in charge of all finances. But this year, I've been learning about real estate investing and stock market and all the 401k stuff. Cause I want to, you know, we want to have all that set up for ourselves and our staff, all of that. So I've been learning about that. So I am normally not in charge of finances, but I've took on, took on a bigger role in that area. But the biggest thing is whatever role you do in your company, if you're working with your spouse um, or a family member is you need clear roles and you need to trust them to get their job done and don't micromanage them. I think yeah. that's the worst thing to do. And my husband has bought me noise canceling headphones. I'm not wearing them right now, but I do have them. So sometimes he does take sales calls and he's like, put in your headphones. Don't listen to me because <laughs> he knows I'm going to critique him, but he's not my employee. 
And so my my staff, I can critique them, but I'm not here to critique my husband. That is not that's not sexy. That's not fun. Don't do that. That doesn't work. <laughs> You're like, we gotta make it. Nope, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I throw in the new noise canceling headphones and we do a lot better. <laughs> that's true. So what are some of the benefits of working with your husband? And, um, you know, does that partnership, who in the partnership actually is going to be the one to keep the other one accountable? Yeah, so I think a big benefit, like my sister, they just adopted and I shared her and her husband, they're doctors and they're still in res. Well, she's doing a fellowship. He's doing residency, but that still is like, you can't take time off. You're not making a ton of money. Like you are having to work a lot. And so they adopted, she only took off, she could take off a whole three months, but the pressure was on for her to only yeah. take off 10 weeks for her husband. He only ended up, I think, taking off three weeks, like in having a newborn baby, like, and so that's something I think about in our company. If you're running your own business and you want to have a family, you want to have more kids. I think it's so important to set up systems and structures so that you can take some time off. Maybe you're checking emails, taking a call or two around, you know, doing a meeting with your employees. But I think that's so important to have that set up because um, you don't want to go like 10, 20 years later and be like, wait, oh, I didn't do the things that I want to do, like traveling or having kids. I think that's really important to do. And the same thing happens for emergencies. Exactly. Like my husband lost his mom six years ago. My mom passed two years ago. And at those times, we both were able to step it up in the company. I was able to take on roles around what he did. I'm not as good at him as what he does because he's like fulfillment, techie, like all on the computer doing all that. I did my best job that I could. Um, <laughs> and same thing for me. Like he picked up the slack and took on sales calls and marketing and, you know, manage my, the people that I oversee. And so we flip flopped. And I think if you are working at a job, like, you know, it's security, you have insurance, you have 401k, you have all that stuff. But if a crisis happens, a car accident, a family member gets sick, like I was able to spend half of 2020 helping take care of my mom in another state away from my husband, away from our business, but because of the systems and structures we had set up and because I work with my spouse, he was able to pick up the slack that I had on my role. And then I was able to, to help take care of my mom with cancer. And so I think if I, I know because I saw, I have three sisters. So I saw how they were able to, and some have kids, some don't, some have full-time jobs. And I was the one that was most flexible and um, our business even grew during that time when I stepped back, which was really cool to see him thrive and do that. So that's why I'm so like pro families working together. Um, but it is really hard. You need some support and some community that like has done it, done it well, because a lot of people don't do it well, like on all the TV shows. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, you know, it's. And, and I mean, family is good, but family is also, it can be hard to have family around. And especially because sometimes we feel as if we're family, we don't want to say, do your job. You know, because it's easier for us to tell someone else who's not the family member, 
work but when it comes down to family you know it's like we're family you know you should know what you should do but then you have to set ground rules as you said before you know this is my weakness this is your strength I'll do this you'll do that so I like that I like that and it's keeping each other accountable in different areas you accountability oh yeah accountability yeah so how do you guys you know keep each other accountable so we do a yearly planning meeting for our whole company and it's mostly focused around sales and the objectives for the company because if you want your company to grow you have to make more sales like that's that's how all companies grow and of course you have to have good systems around fulfilling on what you sell exactly. or else you're not going to grow your company but <laughs> our objectives which he's like shouldn't we have these other ones around fulfillment I was like no it's all around sales exactly. <laughs> that's what all the other coaches say too but I we do that every November mm-hmm. and we take off like three to five days for just a vacation for us to take off and to be at the beach, go to the pool, read, just get out of our environment. We don't fly anywhere. We'll even just like drive an hour or two Mm -hmm. um, just to get away. And then we take the last two days to plan out the whole next year. That's made a huge difference because then we can get on the same page for revenue goals. And then each quarter we assess our goals and then we change them if things are not lining up. I mean, the past two years, I mean, things change like all the time. You're like, had all these goals, but then I think you need to be okay to pivot and change and um, not be so attached if things are not going down the path that you thought that they would go. So we will assess quarterly. Um, But as for accountability, I'm definitely the one that's the goal setter and that sets ambitious things. And my husband's like, let's put on the brakes. Let's, oh, that's a lot. But... I just keep doing sales calls and keep selling packages. And then he has to figure it out and hire more people and, and make it work. So accountability, (laughs) I mean, Calendly, I think Calendly holds us accountable because it's like you have a scheduled call and if it's a client and you're supposed to present them the data of the work you've been doing, well, that holds you accountable to get that work done. You don't want to show up to call, not prepare when they're paying you. Same thing on a sales call. Like I, if you don't show up for your sales calls, like you're not getting more business. So Calendly helps hold us accountable um, without us getting on each other's cases. But I'm definitely a lot harder on him. I'm like, did you set a, an alarm? You know, you have an appointment coming up. Are you ready for that? But then that's getting to micromanaging. And I said, don't do that. That's that's not good to micromanage. <laughs> exactly. That's true. You got to let them grow on their own. I mean, yes, you can always say, hey, remember, you got this to do, but sometimes you got to let them grow on their own because that's how they're going to learn, you know, what do I need to improve on? You know, what is it that I am slacking on? And then they can see, you know, this year or for the year 2022, I make great improvement on putting in my assignments on time or some meeting that deadline. So sometimes you got to let them see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so we are going to do a little fun game here. <laughs> are you ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Let's do it. So here's it. I'm gonna pick a few things that I am looking at around. Okay, I'm just gonna pick random things, and then you're going to tell me something that reminds you of this object. Okay. Yes. Ooh, fun. 
So let's see. There's so many things in here. Okay, so let's start off with a suitcase. A suitcase. So the suitcase, the first thing that I thought about is it was 2020 and we had this client in Spain that wanted to launch a podcast. And I'm like, you're in Spain. You can't order all this equipment off of Amazon. I don't know what was going on back then. They couldn't order what we wanted them to order to match the stuff that we have. So I came up with this idea, podcast studio in a box. So we found a conference for her to go to. She's a naturopathic doctor. We found a conference for her to go to in Florida. I was like, I'll buy all the equipment and then um, I'll fly that conference. I'll help you record all these podcasts. I'll bring your podcast studio in a box and then you can fly with it back home as your carry on. Wow. Um, but then 2020 happened and it was a week before and the conference got canceled. So I had to ship the whole box suitcase this is hard plastic suitcase all the way to Spain. Now she has a podcast out. She's doing great, living her best life. Um, so that was the first thing that I thought about with the suitcase. See, entrepreneurial. <laughs> exactly, right? Who would have thought suitcase would have brought all that story out? Oh my wow. gosh. That's so incredible. That's so amazing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So the second thing is TV. Television. TV. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish we didn't even have a TV. I, growing up, we'd watch TV together as a family. When I went to college, I didn't have a TV. And when I moved to California, I didn't have a TV. When I got married, my husband's favorite is watching TV and movies. And I'm always asking him to turn off all the apps. Let's just get rid of the TV. We don't need this. Let's just watch YouTube and listen to podcasts and audiobooks. That would be just the best thing in the world for me. That'd make me so happy. But he loves TV. Um, so I watch it with him sometimes. But Aww. I I don't think we really need TVs. You don't think so? Ugh. I don't know. You know what? I love YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Do you love to, which app do you like or what show do you like right now? Stranger Things. Oh, I heard there's a new season out. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we watched the other ones of those. Yeah. I didn't know how they could do another season. Maybe I just don't remember how the that last season ended. Season four? Wait, is there a season five now? Am I too yeah, behind? I no, season four is the, the last season. They just have two more episodes. Oh, okay. Out. I haven't seen any of season four. Yes. I just learned last week that that's out. And I was like, oh, I missed it. Yes. We already have three other that. apps. I don't want to add another app. <laughs> She's like, I'm done. I'm done. We need to delete the other apps. There's too many apps available. Let's get rid of that on the budget. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so we're wrapping up right now. Before we um, get going, I want you to share with us your social media account. Share with us where we can find you. So you do marketing. So if anyone is out listening and you need marketing services, definitely go find Liz and I'll put all the information that you need, the links that you need to click on so that you can find the business and that you can also follow on social media, but go ahead and share it with us. Thank you. Yeah. So I, you can find me by my name, Liz Cortez with an S online. And I'm normally on Instagram or LinkedIn. Those are the two spots that I'm on the most. Yes, we have business accounts for Rebel Fish Local, but 
I like the person, I like social media being a little, a little more personal. So I have more fun posting and keeping up to date on my personal accounts instead of the business account. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else is like that out there. I think it's me fun too. to be a little more I'm personal. Just the same way. You I'm asked me about it. TV, suitcase. Yeah. I thought you'd like the personal touch as well. Um, yeah. So that's, that is where you can find us. Nice. Nice. And also one more thing before you go, cause I like to ask my guests to share something, their favorite quote, or just one thing that you want to leave with the, the audience, something that's on your mind or something you saw this week. Ooh, something I saw this week. Ooh, I don't know if I want to share that, that I saw this week. (laughs) 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 I don't know. If you want to know what I'm thinking right now, send me a message on social media. Okay. (laughs) No. For that, send her a message. Okay. I don't know. I'll tell you. Uh, No. So on, so the big thing in San Diego this week mm-hmm. is there was some weird lights in the sky, like hundreds of lights. Did you see this on the news? Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know. Oh. It's an invasion. Something weird's going on in San Diego. <laughs> so I'm getting all these texts for the past two days of people, what people saw in the sky. It's really creepy. I don't know. That was something interesting, but seriously, I think... The quote that I like the best is one by Donald Miller. If you confuse, you lose. So I might have confused everyone right now by talking about suitcases, talking about aliens. I don't know. We're some of the sky. So if you confuse, you lose. And I just might have confused everyone <laughs> right now. <laughs> so don't, but don't confuse people on your website, your business website. Um, that is where you make money and you need to be very clear and you can have fun on podcasts and on social media. <laughs> exactly. And this is the podcast to have fun. Okay. We'll laugh. We'll, we'll talk about a, a few things, you know, stranger things, a suitcase, um, a podcast. Aliens. I thought you'd appreciate it. Stranger exactly, things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This was a great conversation, Liz. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for talking about, you know, working with your spouse, which is, you know, a big thing today because so many people are transitioning into the, you know, working from home and also being a business owner. So working with their spouse. So thank you so much. We wish you all the success in your business. And don't forget, guys, to go and follow. And if you need any services, Liz is here for you. Thank you, Anna Kay. Bye. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.